The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, lieutenants, the remnants of an upper respiratory infection will not stop me and shall not stop me from conducting alpha male pleasure broadcast maneuvers today. It shall not stop me from fighting the enemies of pleasure, and it certainly in no way, shape, or form will stop me from espousing everything that is Alpha. And lieutenants, for the next two hours, we welcome you to the world of Alpha male diversions, and that includes cigars, spirits, dames, taking on the enemies of pleasure, and this five-star taking on City Hall, specifically Tampa City Hall and winning. An action-packed program for you today, lieutenants. Have your cigar ready, have your libation ready, and get your favorite dead animal product ready, and let's get set. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. America's Alpha Male front and center from Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha. Long live the Alpha, as we like to say. And I always like to start on a relatively fun happy note we've had too much issue too many issues with the enemies of pleasure and believe me in the next segment i'm going to tell you a little twist on one of the former commissioners or the former commissioner of the fuda because the plot thickens and the plot takes a very interesting twist with the former fda commissioner dr margaret hamburg but this is a classic A groom in Saudi Arabia, on his wedding night, gets ready to officially commence horizontal honeymoon maneuvers somewhere in the vast country of Saudi Arabia. Well, one slight little problem. His bride refused to put down her cell phone and pay any attention to him. The couple went to a hotel after the ceremony where the wife rebuffed the man's intimate advances. That is an absolute no-no on the honeymoon night. The bride said she wanted to respond to her friend's texts and other messages congratulating them on their wedding. So the groom said, look, wait, send them afterwards. I got needs. She refused. She became angry. When he asked if her friends were more important than he was, the bride said yes. So what does he do? He files for immediate divorce, demanded a divorce, 
And in Saudi Arabia, it goes to a reconciliation committee. They agreed to take the case. But the groom insisted he is done, wanted to end the marriage, and we can learn a very important lesson from this Saudi Arabian groom. And that is, if you're going to have issues with the wife from the get-go, hit the eject button. That is a red flag, a giant red flag. So if you have problems from the get-go, Hit the eject button. And I know, I have many friends that have said to me, General, I've asked them, when did you know you had issues? And they go, well, actually, General, probably before we went down the aisle. But right afterwards, like within a few hours, there were issues from the weeks, the months. We should have just hit the eject button and be done with it. And so what is the moral of this story? Number one, I hope actually that uh, he partook in the cow before actually i hope he got the milk free before he partook in the cow if you know what i mean what's the old adage you know uh, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free lieutenants when it comes to premarital relations make sure you sample the milk whether it's one percent two percent or skim milk but make sure you sample the dairy before you go for the cow and the second thing is Make sure you have your prenuptial agreement signed, sealed, and delivered. And if you need information on a prenuptial, you want to hear what you should put in a prenuptial, go to CigarDave.com because we featured it not that long ago, six or eight weeks ago. Everything you need to know about prenuptial maneuvers, right at CigarDave.com. I have always stated, it does not matter to me whether a club admits a certain person I believe clubs should have the right to exclude. And I say that because if I want to begin a club that is for cigar connoisseurs only, whether it's for men or women, whatever, but I just say the only people that can be in my cigar club are people that enjoy cigars. Nothing wrong with that. If I want to start a political club that says the only people that I want in the club are people that despise the socialist policies of Obama and Bernie Sanders, I should have the right to do that. If women say we want to have a women's social club where no men are allowed, and in order to be a member, not only do you have to be a woman, but you have to be at least uh, 30 years of age, and you have to be a mother. Fine. No problem. Does that exclude me because I'm not a mother? Because uh, I'm not a woman? Yes, it excludes me. That's correct. I have no problem with people, as long as it's a private club, that choose to be exclusionary. I have no problem with it. I really don't. And I know people say, well, we should open it up to everybody. We're in the 21st century. Who cares? And here's a classic. A very famous golf course has been slapped by the Royal and Ancient Golf Club, which runs the British Open, because Muirfield Golf Club, the Honorable Company of Edinburgh Golfers, which owns Muirfield, I like the very, very elegant, the Honorable Company of Edinburgh Golfers, which owns Muirfield Golf Club, very famed golf club in Scotland, has held the British Open 16 times, most recently in 2013, when Phil Mickelson won, who got in a little hot water this week. But... The club discriminates against women. No women members. So the Royal and Ancient Golf Club, which runs the British Open, 
told Muirfield go- a Golf Club that if they want to host another British Open, they had to allow female members in their membership ranks. They had to vote to allow women to become members. Well, Muirfield took the vote, and it required a two-thirds majority to make a change to their club rules. Well, 36% voted against allowing women. So they did not meet the 66% threshold in order to allow change the bylaws and allow women as members. So what happened within minutes? The Royal and Ancient Golf Club, which runs the British Open, said Muirfield had been taken off the list of 10 courses that can hold a golf's oldest major championship. And, of course, there was some backlash. Padraig Harrington, who uh, won the British Open, said uh, that that's unacceptable. In today's society, they should allow women. And uh, Gary Player, the very famed South African golf player, said that the decision was simply unacceptable. And I say, why? Why is it unacceptable? If a club wants to discriminate on religion, on color, on on whether you smoke cigars, I don't care. And I know people are probably saying, wait a minute, you're for discrimination? No. But if it's a private club and people pay privately with no government funds, whose business is it of mine or yours to dictate to a club what they should do? We saw the same thing with Augusta National, where one of the feminists that could not get a man, very ugly feminist, I might add, demanded demanded that Augusta National allow women. And Hootie Johnson, the chairman at the time, said, we're a private club, we're going to do what we want. And you'll recall that they even went to the, to the point one year because IBM and a number of other companies were taking heat. They said they didn't care if they made any money that year. They didn't accept any commercials on the telecast. CBS obliged. And then the next year, everything went back to normal. But they took a stand. And I don't care if it is a group, whether it is men, whether it's women, whether it's a particular race, whether it's a particular religion, whether it's a particular belief. If you want to have a private club and you want to exclude certain members, have at it. I mean, I have no problem. I personally would love to have a club. And in fact, I think we probably do have a club. Uh, Those of us that meet uh, via the airwaves every week where the overwhelming majority of us are those that believe in less government. We want government off our back. We certainly don't want a socialist system, and we like cigars, we like our meat, and we, uh, we definitely like our dames, and we like our libations. And I'm really fed up with governments and other institutions getting involved. And believe me, there have been clubs that I could not get into because of my uh, religion or because of other ethnic areas. I have no problem with it. I don't want to become a member of a club that doesn't want me. I have no problem. And people say, well, that should, that's wrong. They should change it. If they want to change it, fine. But I don't want to dictate to anyone how they should change things. If I want to have a club that only allows cigar connoisseurs, that allows meat eaters, that, only is, that are men, then it should be our rights to do so. That doesn't mean I discriminate. It just means that I want the right to have people in my club who I deem as members. And I think people are just fed up with everyone wagging their finger and saying, right, we're going to boycott you, or if you don't do it, we're going to have the government come after you. As long as government funds are not involved, it's private, who cares? Does that mean some clubs aren't going to take me in? Yep. 
Are there some clubs that aren't going to take you in? Yep. Live with it. We're alphas. We're not wussified betas that have to go into a corner and start crying boo-hoo because we weren't admitted into a club. So I say to Muirfield Club, stand tall. You don't want dames? No problem. It's your right. It's a private club. Who cares if you get the, uh, the British Open? I'm sure the club will do just fine. Lieutenants, when we come back, we have a very big announcement. Big announcement about an event occurring in the Western New York Theater of Operations. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water 2016 edition. The official announcement coming your way next. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Martinis, shaken, not stirred, and dames, racked and stacked, continue Cigar Dave Show Pleasure Maneuvers. In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. 
full of flavor. This cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. One hundred percent USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave. The Gypsy Kings. I saw them in concert a few weeks ago here in the Cigar City area. They're actually in St. Petersburg. A little disappointing. Only two members of the original Gypsy Kings were there. The rest of the guys looked like they hadn't uh, hit puberty yet. But another group that I have found that we'll start playing is called Chico and the Gypsies. And Chico Reyes, one of the... Actually, Ch I can't remember his correct what his last name was, but it's Chico something. He was one of the co-writers of Bamboleo. So we will start playing some Chico and the Gypsies. Very, very uh, talented, very entertaining as well. All right, big announcement. We've been hinting at it for a while. I hinted at it last week. I hinted at it in the first segment. I am pleased to let all of our lieutenants and alphas in the Western New York Theater of Operations listening on our great uh, station affiliate, 930 WBEN, that the 2016 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water will be held Saturday, August 13th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at a new venue. We are moving downtown, the renaissance, the rebirth of downtown Buffalo. We're going to take part. We will be at Buffalo Riverworks, smack dab downtown on Ganson Street, not far from the casino, right across from the General Mills factory, which makes Cheerios. In fact, if we're lucky, we'll have the combination aroma of great Rocky Patel cigars and Cheerios at the same time. And we are very, very excited. Just down the street from uh, Seneca Casino, Right in the heart of Buffalo on the Buffalo River. We'll be overlooking the Buffalo River. It will be a fantastic day. New venue, new location, Buffalo River works. But what doesn't change is the incredible value and the incredible items that you will receive. The doors open at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Go 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Your five-star VIP ticket. Includes a Cigar Dave Assault Pack consisting of six premium Rocky Patel cigars, including the brand new Rocky Patel 55 that is being released at the Cigar Retailers Convention just about a month before, but will not be available to the public until September. Our Buffalo Lieutenants and Alphas at the Buffalo Alpha Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest will be the first in the country to sample and be able to purchase the new Rocky Patel 55. So you'll get six premium Rocky Patel cigars. You will get a full alpha male lunch buffet. Here is what is on the menu as of now. Steakhouse style chopped salad, mini fish Rubens. We're in Buffalo. It would not be Buffalo unless we had Salem's Smokehouse Buffalo hot dogs, big hot dog station with all the fixings. Six cheese bow tie pasta. And, of course, it would not be an alpha male buffet if we did not have some sort of quality animal products being served. So we have a carnivore carving station with roast beef, 
and turkey. We will have the Tampa Columbia style meat and seafood paella. The menu, the, the recipe direct from a world famous Columbia restaurant here in the Cigar City, gem of Spanish restaurants. There will be an ice cream sundae bar, there will be a dessert station, fruit, and you will get two tickets good for beer, wine, or distilled spirits. You'll get unlimited water and soda. We will have craft beer samplings from Hamburg Brewery. We will have John Russo Jr., the brewmaster front and center, and we're creating a special one-day-only brew that will be served at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Buffalo Riverworks. So we're very excited about that. We will also have some bourbon and whiskey samplings. You'll get a nice special commemorative gift. $165 is the amount for the ticket. It is all-inclusive. This is an all-VIP event. We went to this last year. Everybody in Buffalo raved about it. We are excited. We will have Nish Patel, Nimish Desai, Nimi D, as well as Hamlet Paredes of Rocky Patel Cigar that will be joining us. And we will have our great crew as always. We've got Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Mick the Brit. We will have Exo Tim, Puff Muffin Lori, Voice Talent Ed. We will have the Portuguese Princess Colleen. We will have Captain Sai, the entire theater, Buffalo crew will be there. Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harem of Wangina. Everybody will be there. The grills will be going. The cigars will be stoked. The libations will be flowing. And the great part, it is all undercover. No tent this year. Buffalo Riverworks, totally undercover. We can enjoy our cigars. So tickets will open up Monday, this coming Monday, at 12 noon Eastern time. Go to CigarDave.com on Monday. The link will be alive, and you can purchase your tickets. Tickets will be limited like they were last year. We sold out the event. Get in early. We sent an email to all of our VIP attendees last year, and I'm pleased to say that ticket sales have been very, very brisk. Most everyone from last year coming back. So, Monday at 12 noon Eastern time, I don't care if you're listening to us in Buffalo, you're listening to us in Seattle or Los Angeles or Anchorage or the Cigar City of Tampa or Charlotte, make sure you go to CigarDave.com, check the link, buy your tickets to the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo, Buffalo Riverworks, Saturday, August 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The General will invade my hometown once again. A great day for those of us that enjoy the alpha male good life. And also, I'll be in Buffalo June 2nd. We'll tell you more about that when we continue. Litation and libation ceremony is next. Attention, Buffalo Lieutenants. The 2016 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, is Saturday, August 13th at Buffalo Riverworks. Tickets go on sale Monday, May 23rd at noon Eastern. Get all the details now at CigarDave.com. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. 
grown in a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions. Yarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Yarguera H. Upman. Experience Yarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit yarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, once again this week, because of my upper respiratory infection that I am almost cleared with, I will refrain from enjoying a cigar. But that does not mean the litation and libation ceremony will be canceled or postponed. Sergeant Steve will capably fill in for me. And I'm Exhibit A to the FUDA as to why cigars are not addictive, why they are completely different than cigarettes. I have not had a cigar now for oh, well over a week and a half, almost two weeks. Once I started getting the first trace, oh, yep, the caution didn't. And I won't until it has completely passed. So it's probably going to be another week. Am I shaking? Am I in withdrawal? Am I running to get a nicotine hit? The answer is no. Because we enjoy cigars for the taste, for the relaxation, for the flavor, not for the nicotine. It is not addictive. So there are a few DA. I am Exhibit A, and if you would like to subpoena me to appear in front of one of your bogus committees, I'll be more than happy to do it and stick it right up where your sun does not shine. I'm so fed up with the FUDA, and I got a little story in the next segment that you are going to absolutely be quite amused by. But today, I'm going to pick out a nice cigar. Now, last week, Steve, you enjoyed, Sergeant Steve, a mild cigar. We're going to up it a little bit this week. I think you can handle it. I, We're absolutely. Give you, the Rocky, you can handle it. I mean, I know you wanted a mild cigar last week and your palate is developing, but fear not. We're going to set you on the right track here. I have handed you a Rocky Patel Vintage 1990. Good looking cigar, is it not? Beautiful. It is a what I call a soft box press. Not like a super square press, but soft. This is a medium bodied cigar, definitely on the milder side of mild definitely has some nuttiness some caramel essence 12 year old honduran broadleaf wrapper it is a beauty this was what put rocky patel on the map going back now in excess of 15 years 
But Tagar, you a correction, a Honduran broadleaf wrapper, a Mexican binder, filler from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. So you're going to have some flavor, you're going to have some mildness, even a tad bit of sweetness between the wrapper and the Dominican filler. It is very pleasant, comes in about uh, geez, seven different sizes, if not uh, more, but I have handed a very nice looking Churchill, seven inches in length, 48 ring gauge, suggested retails in the $9 category. It is a beautiful cigar. Sergeant Steve, are you ready? Absolutely. Well, sound a little bit more enthused than that. Absolutely. Okay, that's good. It sounded a little flat. You got to say, as William Shatner said in, uh, what was it, in uh, Boston Legal, when they asked him a question, he said, say it like you mean it, Denny Crane. So you got to say it Love like that you show. mean it, which I know you do. That show that was, was a, a classic show. Denny Crane. Yes. Still the king. And what do they do at the end of every show? They sit down, have cigars, have a nice libation, and relax. That's right. Whiskey or bourbon and a cigar. Right on the patio. Outstanding. That's the way to end a day. So, Rocky Patel Vintage 1990 will be our cigar today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Steve, I can hear you manipulating the stainless steel self-sharpening double-edged stainless guillotine that you now have in your hot little hands. I cannot wait to cut this baby. All right, well, without Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Sergeant Steve, before the show, I handed you the Cigar Dave signature lock and load. I have one, you have one. This has uh, what I call the hand grade, hand grenade type of feel and tank. Huge, big, single flame. You can adjust the fuel-air mixture. Just an incredible uh, amount of butane stored in here, and that's what you will use today on the Rocky Patel Vintage 1990. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I heard the cut. Very nice. Now, Sergeant Steve, what I would like you to do is take the nice, just exactly what you're doing. I want that cigar to be at a 45 degree angle. I want the heat to cause. And move it back just a little bit. Move the flame back there. Perfect. Right there. Now you'll notice, Sergeant Steve, there is no flame touching the foot of that cigar. Now it's strictly just the heat, and you are puffing and rotating. So far, so good. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Look, listen to that flame. That is, that is just beautiful. Outstanding. All right. Steve, now I would like you to blow on the foot of the cigar. Make sure there's an even amber glow. I can actually see it from here. From the glass in Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A. Beautiful. Take a few puffs. Let me know what you think. Mmm. You get that nuttiness right off the bat. You can really... A little a little stronger than last week's cigar. Definite more flavor, but not overpowering. No. No harshness. But it's just your palate has to adjust. It's, it's very uh, smooth. Very the smooth. difference between going... Exactly. Just going from a mild-bodied wine to, say, a full, rich, bold cab. There's just... Flavor nuances, different flavor profiles. So very nice. You're doing some of that Iraqi caramel Patel now. Vintage 9090 is lit. What did you say? Getting some of that caramel now. Yeah, well, that's Rocky loves the complexity, as he says. I want my cigars to be complex, to be very balanced, to be very smooth, to be very unique. And speaking of unique, one of the cigars that we're going to be launching at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the River in Buffalo, Saturday, August 6th, uh, correction, August 13th, 
from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. is the new Rocky Patel 55. And that will come in four sizes, and that is to commemorate Rocky's 55th birthday on February 26th. Easy to remember, because Rocky is born a day after me. He's also a little bit older than I am, but the Rocky Patel 55 will be making its debut in the Buffalo Theater of Operations Saturday, August 13th at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. Now, I will be in Buffalo a second time. I will be up there just a few weeks from now on Thursday, June 2nd. Nick Langworthy, the chairman of the Republican Party of Erie County, an avid cigar connoisseur, said, General, I want you to be my guest. You need to come up here for our fourth annual GOP, their grand old puffer. An evening of great premium cigars, great chicken and ribs, drinks, camaraderie, fellowship, and not a taxocrat or enemy of pleasure will be in sight. It's being held at the Bison City Rod and Gun Club, Ohio Street, actually very close to Buffalo River Works, where the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest is being held in August. So all the details at CigarDave.com, and we've got a number as well as as a uh, link that you can purchase your tickets. That is Thursday, June 2nd, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. in Buffalo, the Erie County Republican Party Grand Old Puffer, uh, in downtown Buffalo and all the details at CigarDave.com. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. I get to uh, do two visits to my hometown and get out of the heat and humidity here of the Cigar City. Uh, all right, lieutenants, here's what I want to do. I want to, uh, when I come back, I am going to shed some very interesting light on the former FDA commissioner. As you know, we as cigar connoisseurs... Not just cigar connoisseurs, I think all taxpaying Americans are under attack by an overreaching, overzealous, onerous bureaucracy in Washington. And even if you don't smoke cigars, and I know that we have many of our listeners that don't smoke cigars, but they believe in people's rights to enjoy a product that is legal, they believe that down the road, the FDA could come after their coffee, could come after their steaks, could come after their wine could come after a product that they enjoy. So they understand the vigilance of why we must fight the FUDA. And there's a very unique twist on former FDA commissioner, Dr. Margaret Hamburg. And if anybody wants exhibit A or 1A into why the bureaucracy is corrupt, Stand by, lieutenants, because you will be enlightened. We will continue right around the corner. Our number two will be joined uh, by Fabian Barantes, who is the director of sales and marketing for Indian Head and La Galera Cigars. The La Galera and Indian Head were the cigars for April 2016's Officers Club selection. We'll talk with Fabian, and I will go right after the former commissioner of the FDA around the corner. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, how could I forget? I need to soothe my throat. And I can tell you that I've been doing some very nice, what I call hot alphas. That's some tea with some bourbon or some cognac. Gives a little bit of soothness, soothing relief to the throat. But I have pulled out a bottle of very unique cognac. Two years ago, at the International Premium Cigar Retailers Convention in Las Vegas, where we were set up to do our televised broadcast, behind us was set up a uh, European cigar manufacturer, good life manufacturer, cigars and clothes and, and spirits, and by, by the name of Bosner, B-O-S-N-E-R, Bosner. And they have Bosner Cognac and Bosner Cigars, very big in Europe, very big in the Orient, so they basically got all this exposure because they were right in the backdrop behind us. So I believe it's Frederick Bos uh, Bosner was his name, came up to me in his Russian accent, and he said, General, we thank you very much for being neighbors with you. Now we, I want you to come to booth. I have gifts for you. And he began to bestow incredible chocolate upon us. He gave me a tie. He had incredible cognac in his cigars. And then he says, General, we will now have some very special vodka. We salute each other. 
Well, I said, sure, pour me just a little bit, thinking he's going to pour me like a little bit of a shot. He must have poured the equivalent of like a big gulp. And, uh, of course, I just took one little sip. I'm not a big vodka fan, but he took the whole thing. And he goes, what's the matter? You don't like the vodka? I go, not a big gulp worth of vodka, I don't. But anyway, he gave me a bottle of his Bosner cognac, their XO cognac, aged 40 years from, uh, this is called a Grand Champagne Premier Cru de Cognac. It uses Uniblanc grapes. This has a deep amber color, very, very smooth, created from select grapes, very expensive. And he gave me a bottle of this, and I still have about two-thirds of it left, made in France, very elegant bottle. I'm going to open that up, and I'm going to pour that in my little snifter here. I'm going to swirl it around, and I'm going to say cheers. Incredible, incredible aroma on the nose. Very sweet molasses, some honey. Let me take a sip. Mm. Wow. Mm. Very elegant cognac. Very smooth. Wow. The perfect accompaniment to a Rocky Patel Vintage 90. Sergeant Steve, at the break, come in. Here to Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, pour yourself a glass of this Bosner Exo Cognac. It is absolutely off the charts. A lot of warmth on the way down. Nice grape uh, feel. Nice little bit of, I would say, oh, almost getting a, uh, almost like a deep, dark berry type taste to it. Little bit of a molasses type of taste with a little bit of pepper on the palate, but very, very pleasant. Take another sip here. Mm. Excellent. My throat is properly soothed as I get ready for the next item of discussion here on The Cigar Dave Show. The story you are about to hear is true. The names have not been changed to protect the guilty. The FUDA has been after those of us that enjoy cigars. They've been after an entire industry for several years. And one of the people who led the charge was the former commissioner of the FUDA, Dr. Margaret Hamburg. Well, she is married. First of all, a little background on Dr. Hamburg. She was a very very large contributor to the original Hillary Clinton campaign for president eight years ago, and she and her husband very large benefactors to the Clinton Foundation. So she has known Hillary Clinton for many years, and in fact, one of the ways that she got her job was because Hillary Clinton made the recommendation to Barack Obama on her behalf. So that is item A. Item B, her husband is Peter Brown, who is the co-CEO of Renaissance Technologies, a hedge fund. So now we have Dr. Hamburg, who is appointed because of her generosity towards Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation, who was uh, appointed by Barack Obama. So there's definitely some... some uh, political involvement there. And then her husband is co-CEO of Renaissance Technologies, a hedge fund. I want you to remember both those things. 
Well, an amended RICO lawsuit, which is the Federal Racketeering, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Law, RICO, a very powerful bit of law, an amended RICO lawsuit, was filed last month in the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C., on behalf of eight plaintiffs against Dr. Margaret Hamburg, the former commissioner of the FUDA, who claim that they have suffered severe harm by ingesting the drug, drug Leviquin, whose deadly risks were concealed to protect financial interests. Now, this gets good. The drug is one of several in a controversial group of antibiotics. A number of groups petitioned the FTA back in 1996 and again in 2006, while Margaret Hamburg was the commissioner of the FDA, to issue what's called a black box warning for tendon rupture and tendonitis. And had the warnings been issued, according to this lawsuit, the death toll from Leviquin which was reportedly more than 5,000, and the tens of thousands who were debilitated with life-threatening diseases could have been averted. The suit was filed by Larry Clayman, a former federal prosecutor, charging Dr. Margaret Hamburg and her husband Peter Brown with collusion, conspiracy, and racketeering, along with pharmaceutical giant Johnson & Johnson, to conceal those deadly risks to protect their financial stake. Now, this is quite interesting. This is what it says in the lawsuit. And again, we've talked about the FUDA, how corrupt they are, how they're on the take, how the cigar industry responded to all of their concerns, and the FDA just basically brushed them all aside. It is, without any question, in a, a bureaucratic organization that is full of ill repute. And this is what it says in the lawsuit. While defendant Hamburg was FDA commissioner, her husband, defendant Brown's annual income, not coincidentally, increased from a reported $10 million in 2008 to an estimated $125 million in 2011 and an estimated $90 million in 2012, due in whole or in part to defendant's racketeering conspiracy to withhold information about the deadly effects of Leviquin. Now, this is very unusual for a RICO suit to be filed uh, in political corruption with this type of, uh, these, these, with this executive and with, with Dr. Hamburg, who is the former head of the FDA. Now, what it goes on to say is Dr. Hamburg was dominated as a result of huge political and other gratuities to Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation and at Mrs. Clinton's recommendation. The suit further charges that during the confirmation process before Congress, Dr. Margaret Hamburg, acting in concert with her husband Peter Brown, at all material times the co-CEO of a hedge fund named Renaissance Technologies, failed to disclose to Congress and other relevant authorities her and her husband's clear-out conflict of interest, specifically that Renaissance Technologies held hundreds of millions of dollars of Johnson & Johnson stock, which manufactured the deadly drug Leviquin. Now, here's what's interesting. She came under fire when she approved the highly addictive painkiller drug Zogenex in December of 2012, when an FDA advisory panel of experts voted 11 to 2 against approval of the painkiller Zohydro-ER. They were worried that it was incredibly addictive. So the, law, uh, the lawsuit shows documentation that from 2011 to 2015, Dr. Hamburg's 
hedge fund, or husband's hedge fund, also held stock in Alkermes, the manufacturer of that drug, which amounted to tens of millions of dollars. So on one hand, they, this is what's interesting. On one hand, his hedge fund held tons of stock in this drug that was approved by her, that was shown to be incredibly addictive, and at the same time, huge amounts of stock in a company that actually was the anti-addictive drug to this initial drug. Talk about conflict of interest. So we're going to watch this extremely closely. This is racketeering. There is some serious, serious criminal activity that went on. Dr. Hamburg, the entire FDA, they are all corrupt. Do not believe anything they do for a second. Hour number two of The Cigar Dave Show is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I may not be able to enjoy a fine cigar right about now, but I can surely tell you that I am enjoying a sip of this Bosner 40-year-old Exo Cognac that is absolutely magnificent. It is delightful. It is warm going down. Ah, ever so delightful and we hope you are enjoying your saturday wherever you may be lieutenants we welcome you back for hour number two fabian barantes the director of marketing and sales for indian head cigars and la galera cigar new premium cigar that was our officers club selection in april will join us we'll talk about those cigars the la galera off the charts whether it's the connecticut or the habano we will talk with him and of course tackle the Enemies of pleasure and enjoy the alpha male good life. Welcome back, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. In case you are just joining us in the first hour, made the big announcement about the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water. The 2016 edition in the Western New York Theater of Operations in Buffalo, Saturday, August 13, 2016, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. New venue. We are moving downtown to the site of uh, actually the whole downtown renaissance area not far from canal side and the arena will be at buffalo riverworks beautiful covered pavilion and we will be front and center conducting alpha pleasure fest maneuvers all the details at cigardave.com ticket sales will open this coming monday at noon so put a note on your calendar in your smartphone that at 12 noon eastern time make sure that you remind yourself to go to CigarDave.com and purchase tickets to the Buffalo Alpha Pleasure Fest, Saturday, August 13th. 
New cigar that is being launched by Altadas USA. We're starting now to see many of the manufacturers ahead of the cigar retailers convention announce their cigars, launch new cigars, and in fact, with the FUDA's deeming regulations, many of them are in a rush to get cigars to market before the August 7th deadline uh, because they will have a three-year transition to be able to seek approval. After that, it's going to have to go through all sorts of uh, hoops. And again, there's going to be massive litigation, lawsuits all over the place from the cigar industry against the FUDA. But Altadas USA is bringing back a name that has been in their portfolio for many, many years, but has been dormant probably the last 10 years or so, the Por Laranyaga. And at the time, I remember the Por Laranyaga going back when I started the show 21 years ago. A beautiful, mild cigar, very elegant packaging, very, very nice stick. And it kind of, uh, with all the new releases that Altadas had along the years, it took a back seat. But now Altadas is rejuvenating it with complete new dress, new packaging, new logo, new everything. More of a traditional Cuban look. So one of the oldest Cuban heritage brands, which has not been seen in this country for many years, is being relaunched. The Por Laranyaga, born in Cuba in 1834, is being launched. It will be available starting in June. In fact, I'm sure we will be one of the first to sample this brand new cigar. Be on the lookout for that next month. But it will feature, it's going to be a mild-bodied cigar. It will feature an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, a Dominican Piloto 2012 binder, and the filler will be both Dominican Piloto 2012 and Olor 2013. So it will be probably on the mild, mild, medium side, but nice, rich aroma. Beautiful packaging, has an aqua teal box, a very nice old-world Cuban band on the cigar, beautiful-looking stick, three sizes, a Robusto, a Grand Corona, which is six inches in length with a 46 ring gauge. I love a Corona. And Toro, my favorite, 6x50, suggested retail between 8 and $9. And these cigars will ship the NMA, so you'll start seeing them in early June. Be on the lookout for that. And over the next few weeks, you will see and hear from us a plethora of new cigars that will be released. Uh, you know, every so often, this time of year, we see graduation ceremonies taking place across the country, and we hear commencement addresses. When I graduated from Syracuse University in May of 2000, correction, May of 1986, May 11th, 1986 to be specific, the former senator, the late Daniel Patrick Moynihan, the former senator from New York State, uh, was our speaker. He was the senator, sitting senator at the time. And one thing about Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he wasn't, he was a Democrat, but not like the ultra-lib taxocrats today. He was more on the mainstream, more centrist. He had his moments, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I remember he spoke to our graduating class at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. And the one thing that I really liked about his speech is that it was not political. He didn't use it as a sounding board for Democrat politics or Republican politics. It was actually a very, I remember parts of the speech, not all the specifics, but it was an uplifting, positive, upbeat message for the graduates. And uh, also acknowledged the parents and the family members and, and people that helped all the students make it through. And he was actually very good. And I'll never forget, I'm, I'm leaving the Carrier Dome and I'm exiting one of the hallways because I went to go return my gown and I knew some of the back ways in the Carrier Dome. And who do I see in this room, this uh, little, uh, you know, ante room? 
was Senator Moynihan. And he's taking off his gown as well, his honorary, you know, he, he's got an honorary degree. So I stopped and I said, Senator Moynihan. And I started talking to him for about five minutes. It was a very affable guy. Again, not the typical ultra-lib like, you know, uh, Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders, all the other libs that you see today. And I chit-chatted with him, and he was actually very pleasant. And I said, listen, I just want you to know I'm a Republican. I don't agree with everything, but you're a decent guy. And he laughed, and, and uh, we shared some pleasantries. And so, to me, graduation should not be about politics. Graduations, commencements are about about people entering a new phase of their lives, about celebration after accomplishing something, whether it's graduating high school or college or a postdoctorate degree. And the one thing that drives me crazy, two things. One, excessively partisan and political speeches. And Barack Obama and, uh, and, and some of the other members of the administration have been leading the way, and it's inappropriate. Say something positive. Can you not be political? For just 30 minutes out of your life, can you just deliver an address to students that's uplifting, that's positive, to give them encouragement, to congratulate them, instead of going after Trump in a roundabout way and the Republicans? Enough. It is amazing to me that these Democrats, these taxocrats, always put party above country. It is politics above country, always to them. Not so with the Republicans. And Daniel Patrick Moynihan certainly uh, defied that because he was, he was not political whatsoever. And the other thing that drives me crazy about commencements are when we see overzealous and uh, overreaching academics, whether they are school administrators or chancellors or school headmasters, principals that go off the deep end. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. This comes to us from, I believe it's called Amity, Louisiana, A-M-I-T-E. And this is a story about a, a valedictorian by the name of Andrew Jones. Let's talk about Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones was the class Victorian, uh, valedictorian. 4-0 grade point average throughout his high school career. Smart kid. Not only did he receive an a academic a a scholarship to attend uh, a college, but also an athletic scholarship and a spot on the football team. He's going to SLU. And in this story, it doesn't say what SLU is. Sergeant Steve, do me a favor. Can you look up SLU? Maybe it's in Louisiana. Maybe it's Southeast Louisiana or something like that. But we'll get the name for you. But in any event, Amity High School. He is the valedictorian. So he has his cap and gown on with his valedictorian cord. He is ready to go up and take his place on the stage. However, one of the school administrators came to him and told him that they had to take his gown. And he said, what are you talking about? The school district has a policy of no facial hair on male students. The superintendent said Jones and his family were reminded of the rule three times, including graduation night, along with 13 other graduates. They were told if they didn't go to the bathroom and shave, they couldn't participate in class, in the, in the, uh, in the graduation ceremony. And Jones refused because he said the rule was never enforced before. He's had a beard throughout the course of the year. Now, how absurd is it that here is someone with a 4-0 average, by all accounts a good kid, he's going to college, hasn't caused trouble, he's doing everything we want high school students to do and become. 
And what is this pencil neck geek, <clears throat> excuse me, clipboard toting administrator, this, uh, th this enemy of valedictorian have to do? He says, you can't deliver the speech. It's unacceptable to me. This is ridiculous. So, of course, he is not able to partake in what should have been a celebratory ceremony. It's outrageous. Again, we see such examples of stupidity, and here it is. So to Andrew Jones, congratulations on being valedictorian. And on behalf of all of America, we apologize because the administrators at Amity High School in Louisiana were a bunch of clipboard-toting schmucks. We'll talk with Fabian Varantes right around the corner. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to The General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The Cigar Dave Show, your passport to unabashed pleasure. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky? You both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you. 
Nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. We have received many great compliments on the April Officers Club selection, which included the new La Galera Habana, which I smoked on the show, as well as the La Galera Connecticut and the Indian Head Rough Rider Sweet Cigar. And joining us now to talk about the La Galera brands and some exciting things coming from Indian Head Cigars, we are joined by Fabian Barantes, longtime friend in the world of cigars. Fabian joining us from his office down in the other cigar city. That would be Miami. Fabian, great to have you on. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on on the show today. Fabian, we've known each other a long time. You've uh, worked uh, for a number of cigar companies. Give us your history, your background in the world of cigars. And I should mention that you are the Vice President of Marketing and National Sales for Indian Head Cigars. I I neglected to to mention that, but let's talk a little bit about your background. I've been in the business for 12 years. Started um, working with uh, Boutique Blends. Well, actually, back then it was called uh, Olivero Cigars, Havana, Cuba. Uh, we started doing a few great things, then uh, was able to design Swag Cigars, Aging Room, uh, a lot, was involved in a lot of the marketing there, was, was vice president of Swag Cigars. And then I went to uh, Villiger, North America, uh, made some great three new brands, which was Cabarete, Trill, and uh, Cuellar Creamy, amazing brands, great company over there. Got to spend some time in Europe, learned the international market, and when... Uh, was making a change. Hochi just, it just happened to be at the right time that Indian Head was being sold and uh, Hochi was looking into buying it. So he asked me to look into the company with him. And uh, here we are. Now I'm the director of marketing and, and sales and national sales for, for him. Now you're referring to Hochi Blanco, who is a longtime cigar veteran manufactured down in the Dominican Republic, Tabacalera Palma, which has been in business for many years. Give a little history of the factory in Hochi. Well, Hochi's a third-generation tobacco grower and manufacturer. He has been, it's been, actually this year is his 80th anniversary. Um, he's been making cigars for so many people. He's in the top five growers in Dominican Republic of tobacco. So a lot of tobacco that has been used in many, many companies, you know, you've, you, you've gotten to taste some of Hochi's tobacco from Dominican Republic. So now um, he's been made amazing sp- blends for other companies he's gotten awards he's been in the top you know five cigars in the world top two and everything with cigars that he's made so it was just about time that he wanted to go ahead and focus and make his own brand and um he was very close with uh, bill bach the owner of indian head cigars bill was retiring his wife was ill and hochi has known him for 30 years he was his a supplier for Dominican cigars and just asked Hochi to buy the company off because he knew it was going to be in great hands uh, for the future. So it was just like a perfect uh, situation for Hochi to have his new distribution center or new warehouse out of Miami and everything and being able to focus on his brand that he's been wanting to uh, bring to the market for a long time. And it's called La Galera Cigars. And an excellent cigar. The response that we received from our Officers Club members 
off the charts. You know, it's very interesting, Fabian, because when you look at many of the manufacturers who've been making great cigars, award-winning cigars for other people, other distributors, there's still an itch. They still have a desire to make their own cigar. Even though they make great cigars for others, they still want to create their own brand, and Hochi fits in that category. He wants to, to really get an award-winning brand that he has created, that he has named, that he has worked on. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, he he's he's been holding off also to a lot of great tobacco that, you know, he has a nice little storage uh, for himself that he's been just he's been blending a few things for himself for a while. And we'll get into more of what how what's special about these blends. I mean, I remember being in the fields back in 2008, 2009, and he was working with the Institute of Tobacco on marrying uh, plants and creating a hybrid seed. And I mean, this is this goes back six, seven years. And finally, some of the tobaccos available. It's ready for some of his blends. And he, that's why he came up with one of them with that tobacco that he did back then. Now, La Galera. What does La Galera mean? What does that translate from Spanish to English? La Galera, well, in English is the gallery. But that's the, that's what they used to call the roller's room in the original factories back in the, the islands and stuff like that. So whenever you go to a factory, you could ask anybody in the factory, take me to La Galera and they'll take you to the roller's room. That's where pretty much, that's where the magic happens. That's our slogan, you know, the La Galera is where the magic takes place. So La Galera translates to the gallery, which is where the rollers are. Now let's talk about La Galera. The packaging is excellent, really has a traditional look to it. Give us the symbolism behind the packaging. Well, yeah, well, when again, this goes back to the beginning when Hochi was telling me um, about his idea for La Galera. They had the trademark. I thought it was an amazing name. Obviously, he didn't want to focus a brand on like a person or himself. You know, he wants to have a brand that has a longevity and history and tradition. So when we started talking about La Galera, um, he had a few designs from here. Uh, from some some great uh, designers in the in the business, and he brought when he brought me on board, I you know it it, it didn't have the look that said you know this is a classic brand for years to come. So we I started with you know he asked me to work on some designs and go back to Dominican Republic uh, in a couple of weeks and show him see what we could go what we could do from there. And I already had the ideas of the boxes. These are you know mind you when. When I was doing stuff with Villiger and be- and the other companies before, I'm working, you know, two three years in uh, in advance, you know. So I've been working with the box factory real close on different packaging designs, different ways of uh, cutting the boxes, different ways of how we could utilize stickers and the the gold cliches on there. So um, I already had some ideas that that I wanted to work uh, on the boxes. So when I I told Hochi. This is what I'm looking. This is this is how I think it should be great for the market. I mean, especially for shelf spacing, we need to be very cautious and aware of what the retailer in the U.S. market really needs. And that was part of uh, the design concept of La Galera was also to be able to uh, make the retailer happy. We didn't need to make a very wide box. We needed to make something that the retailer would be happy to go forward and support it. So that was part of the packaging idea of the boxes as well. We'll continue our conversation with Fabian Barantes, the Vice President of Marketing and Sales for Indian Head Cigars and La Galera Cigars right around the corner. 
you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of Western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Our guest is Fabian Barantes, the Vice President of Marketing and National Sales for La Galera and Indian Head Cigars. Now, the La Galera Habano, which was one of the three cigars in our April Officers Club selection that I smoked on the show probably about three, four weeks ago, outstanding. And the wrapper on that, the Ecuadorian Habano, magnificent-looking wrapper, beautiful oil, just the right amount of, uh, of darkness to it. And just smoke beautifully. Nice medium, medium, full-flavored cigar. Tell us about the blend, the creation of the La Galera Habano. Well, the focus on the Habano was really to get that nice, you know, chocolatey, nice uh, wrapper to have a nice and sweet taste. So Hochi really received this uh, wrapper a long time ago. It's like a 2007 wrapper. And the filler uh, is a Piloto Cubano, a Criollo 98 from his uh, private farms. And what's special that he used Apelo de Oro from Central America uh, for the filler. That's really what gives it the nice, uh, flavorful. It's medium body, but very full in flavor. The whole focus of the Habana was to be medium body and lots of great aroma, white smoke, white ash, and have that flavor that a classic, classic cigar would give you. Uh, the Dominican Corojo binder pretty much just sets the perfect tone on the on the burn. So it it's, it was a little bit focused on everything. You'll get a nice black pepper in the first quarter uh, of the cigar, but that really mellows out to more into the flavor. We didn't want nothing too intense for this blend. And I think no, he, he created it. He sure did, because even if you like a, I wouldn't say a mild-bodied cigar, but you want something that's on the medium-tame side, 
There's, there's just, it's a nice cross between medium with full notes, full flavor. I also note, noted some cedar, some, some espresso, some coffee notes. It was very pleasant. The draw was outstanding. And again, Hochi Blanco from, from Tabacalera Palma has been in the, in the manufacturing business for many years. So this is not his first rodeo making a, a top shelf cigar. Exactly, exactly. And he wanted to make sure that he made the most outstanding blend. Oh, obviously, this is his baby. This is his first, you know, major uh, brand that is his own, his signature. So he wanted to make sure it was uh, as well to his taste, to what he could get the market to follow for years to come. Now, it comes in four different sizes. And I love how you've named the sizes after something uh, that involves the gallery, which is the rolling room. First of all, the Robusto is called the Chaveta, which is the, the knife that they use to cut the wrapper and the cigar when they're making it. That's a 5-inch by 50 ring gauge or 50 64ths of an inch Robusto. A Toro, which is called the El Lector, which is known as the person that used to read the news and the, the current events of the day in many factories. That's a classic 6x54 Toro. You have the Torpedo, which is a Cortador. What is a Cortador? Well, it's a machine that is a little cutter. Oh, the little cut at the end. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Right, right. That exactly. cuts the end off. So if you make a 7-inch cigar, it doesn't roll exactly 7 inches. Usually it's eight and a half, nine, and you cut the end off. So the Torpedo, 6 and a quarter by 52, and the Gordo, which is a Magnum, 6 and a quarter inch by 60 ring gauge called the Piones. And the suggested retail between 620 and 820 you can't go wrong. Great prices and, and again, nice medium-flavored cigar. And for those that want a milder-flavored cigar, let me bring something up. Um, there was also three other sizes because we launched in 12 countries back in uh, January. So okay. we, we launched in 12 countries and there was three sizes that we added for the for the European market, which is the Churchill uh, called Cabeza de Caracol. It's a seven by 47, a Bonchero number four, which is five and a half by 42 and the Lancero called Perrillas seven and a quarter by 38. Now, those were only exclusive to the European market the first three months. They are now available in the U.S. market as well. There was a few and retailers that received them uh, that got a little special here and there, uh, but now everybody in the U.S. market is available to receive the, the, the European sizes as well. Outstanding. Now, the La Galera also comes in a Connecticut, an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper version, a little bit tamer, a little bit milder than the La Galera Habano. Correct. Uh, that's what he did. This is what, what I was talking about earlier that it was very special because uh, the wrappers, uh, Connecticut, Ecuador, the binder is a Piloto Cubano, and the filler, he used Piloto Cubano and Criollo 98 from La Canela. Uh, which we know is a very well, amazing area in the Sabao Valley. And that's where he also used in the filler the Dominican T112. That is the hybrid seed that he created with the Institute of Tobacco back in 2008, 2009. I remember being in one of his farms in Hakagua, getting a tour and him telling us about what's, what, you know, what blending and what new things he's doing with the Institute of Tobacco. So now that, Imagine it's been six, seven years, and finally that filler is ready to be able to be consumed. So that's what really makes the Connecticut special. It's a nice, it's not mild and it's not mild plus. It's not like in a medium. You know, right now in the market, there's a lot of uh, Connecticut's that try to be medium 
uh, but then there's a lot of, that are mild. So we kind of hit this right in the middle. It has a nice white pepper smoke, a nice spice to it, and it mellows out and it's very creamy to it. So if you yeah, want very a lot of cream, exactly. no question about it. Very creamy, exactly. creamy complexion, very, very smooth, no bite whatsoever. But still, a lot of flavor, but it's not overpowering. And the Dominican T112 uh, tobacco that Hochi uh, worked on, what's the, what are the flavor characteristics of that T112? Well, the T112 is really what, what gives it that little spice, that little white pepper. You know, that, that gives it the, the little inf that takes it away from just being a regular, mild, great flavor uh, Connecticut. So it takes it a, a step above, but it won't take it all the way to the medium side where some of the Connecticut's in the market are really trying to hit. I mean, you know, a lot of guys that really smoke Connecticut's, they really just want that morning smoke, that little coffee, that little, you know, creaminess in the morning to get your day going. So we wanted to be able to give them that, but just with a little bit of uh, flavor to it. And that also comes in a Robusto, the Toro, uh, a Churchill, a Torpedo, and a short gordo, which is five and a quarter by 60. And the three additional sizes that were only available in Europe, are they now available in the United States as well? They are also available in the U.S. sizes uh, as well. Uh, we brought uh, the Corona, which is the Seppo, with a nice little pigtail. for uh, It's a five by 38. We have a Corona Gorda called Pegador, six by 46. And also the same size as the Habana, Bonchero number four, uh, five and a half by 42. And the suggested retail vary between four ninety five and around $6.610. So very reasonably priced. That's the La Galera Connecticut. And then another cigar that we included that does a fun cigar that uh, is a little unique is the Indian Head Rough Rider Sweets, where you take a little bit of a sugary type of, of uh, syrup, not a syrup, but just a little bit of sweetness, and put it on the cap. And still a mild cigar, but it's a premium hand-rolled cigar, correct? Correct. Well, what, what happened is when we bought, uh, when Hochi bought Indian Head Cigars, was one, obviously, to take over the company with, uh, with his friend Bill because he was retiring, like I told you, and also because he had some great trademarks and, usage of great cigars that he had in the past since 2003 so you know he wanted to be also smart if you know by some case some some of this fda thing came through we had some great cigars that have been in the market already you know so it was a great strategy and that is one of the trademarks that uh bill had and it's called rough rider sweets he used to come sort of in um like a, a small petite corona type of package and when uh, we talked about that brand. I, I just told Hochi, listen, I have the perfect idea for this. There's a big hole in the market for a nice, mild, mild body cigar with a sweet tip. You know, the guys that are, you know, doing the sweet tips, they're just not bringing great quality cigar to, to, to the blend. So if we do an amazing blend at a mild and a great cost, I think we'll be able to do good things for the market. And I have the, the perfect idea for the design and the boxes. So that's where the Rough Rider Suites comes from. And again, five different sizes, Ecuadorian, Connecticut wrapper, Dominican filler and binder. What's the suggested retail on those Rough Rider Suites? I mean, you're talking about a cigar that's going to be 350 to about 450 retail. Oh, very reasonably priced. Yeah. Can't go so, wrong with it. 
Yeah, and it's a fun cigar, mild, a little bit of sweetness on the end. But uh, the two main focus, the La Galera Habano and the La Galera Connecticut. And I know you're in, I think, what, about 100-plus stores now, and you're growing each and every week. So uh, you'll see the La Galera Habano and the La Galera Connecticut, as well as the Indian Head Rough Rider Suites at a retailer near you. And Fabian, always great to speak with you. we got great response from our Officers Club members. The cigars are great, and look forward to seeing you and Hochi Blanco in Miami or in the Dominican or in Las Vegas at the Cigar Retailers Convention in the next few months. Yeah, definitely, Dave. Whenever you're ready to go to the Dominican, just let me know. We'll, we'll arrange our, our schedule. We'll make sure we go and have a nice little cigar on the beach and everything. What do you mean? Just one cigar? Well, no, no. We're going to we're well, the Dominican. We're going to enjoy many cigars. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't just have one cigar in the Dominican. But I know Hochi, the hospitality is always great. Known Hochi for a long time. Fabian Barantes, the Vice President of Marketing and National Sales for Indian Head Cigars and the new La Galera Cigars, our guest today here on the Cigar Dave Show. Lieutenants, we'll wrap it up the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. The 2016 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water is set for Saturday, August 13th at Buffalo Riverworks in the Western New York Theater of Operations. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars and includes delicious food, great libations, and cigars from Rocky Patel. Tickets for the 2016 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water go on sale on Monday, May 23rd at noon Eastern. Get all the info now at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, Nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. 
Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Attention Buffalo Lieutenants, the 2016 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, is Saturday, August 13th at Buffalo Riverworks. Tickets go on sale Monday, May 23rd at noon Eastern. Get all the details now at CigarDave.com. You have heard the old adage that you can't fight City Hall. Well, I'm here to prove that is incorrect because not only did I fight City Hall, but I beat City Hall. Let me explain. First of all, this takes an alpha. You know, you hear the the, uh, slogan, it takes a village. No, it takes an alpha male with giant nads and a big, loud mouth like General Patton. And thankfully, I've got both a big set of titanium nads as well as a loud mouth just like the greatest general of them all, General George S. Patton. So let me give you a little background here. And it has to do with some road construction that's, being, that's taking place on one of the city of Tampa's main north-south roads, West Shore Boulevard. West Shore Boulevard, the West Shore Business District, there's a residential district. If you look at a map, you can see it runs north-south from the airport all the way down past uh, Gandhi Boulevard, all the way down to the southern end of the peninsula, Uh, of South Tampa. It is a major road. There are probably three main north-south arteries in South Tampa, and there's uh, that's one of them. That's that's a very high-traffic road. Well, in the city, there is a number of, there are a number of construction projects going on, specifically with some canals that uh, they need bigger pipes to eliminate some of the some of the wastewater, not wastewater, but some of the uh, uh, sewage water that comes out that's, that floods the streets. And also there's backing up of some canals that are along Tampa Bay. So this is a project, these are projects that have been going on for a while. And there are three concurrent projects. But one of them involves a 100-foot stretch of road in a residential area on West Shore Boulevard. It is a major traffic road for businesses, for for residents, residential uh, uh, people that live in the area. So 100 feet, and all I, I see is, as I travel that road on a regular basis, I see a sign starting about a month ago saying, West Shore Boulevard, road closure, and it had some date like April 20th to you know July 2016. There's no website address listed. It doesn't say what stretch is going to be closed. It doesn't give you any information. Well, I hear on the news probably, then they change the, the day that it's going to close, and then on various newspapers and TV news newscasts show stories that there is going to be a road closure. And in, the problem is, because it's only 100 feet, but in many of the side streets, you can't do any detours because many of them are dead ends and cul-de-sacs. So consequently, they're trying to flow traffic to some other streets that are you know, a good probably mile, mile and a half away, and it is essentially an absolute mess. The communication on this project to commuters and residents was non-existent. They have those flashing electronic message boards, didn't show a website, didn't point people to a place where they could go to download a map to get 
more information to get detour routes. There were no detours posted either at the, at the north end of West Shore Boulevard or the south end of West Shore Boulevard. No detours. So people had nowhere to go. They're going, they're, they're passing through the barricades, they're going all over the place, traffic the first few days, a disaster. And I, of course, don't get, there's no communication, there's no traffic cops directing anything. The, the whole thing, the whole project was an absolute cluster you-know-what. Poorly communicated, poorly planned, poorly executed. And frankly, the city of Tampa, one thing I will say, they do a really good job, whether it's repaving or other projects, Tampa's pretty damn good. Other cities aren't so great. Tampa's pretty good about maintaining schedules and staying on time. They've done a pretty good job. We've had Mayor Bob Buckhorn, who's a cigar connoisseur on this show a number of years ago. But when I see things that are not properly executed, that are wrong, someone's got to speak out. And it may as well be this five-star general. There's a reason I'm a general and not a buck private. It's because I'm not afraid to open up my mouth, and I don't care who I offend, in order to get results. And in fact, many people have mistaken my confidence uh, with arrogance. And I have no problem with it. I tell people I cannot help the fact that I'm supremely confident, and I carry a swagger, and you don't like it. And most people that find me to be arrogant, not confident, are usually the wussified betas who don't stand up for themselves. Not my problem. Never has been. Don't care. So... I happen to see what's going on. There's no traffic cops directing. The traffic is a disaster for umpteen days. So while I am passing by that area, I decide one evening to go by, and I could get by through some of the barricades. Nothing is being done. For one week, the project is just sitting there while West Shore Boulevard is closed. So I take to Twitter. And if you go to my Twitter timeline from uh, just about probably a week, 10 days ago, you will see the video that I post showing the construction site with a statement to the mayor of the city of Tampa, Bob Buckhorn, saying, this is unacceptable, do your job. Now, one thing about Mayor Bob Buckhorn, and I like him personally, Bob Buckhorn has no problem, this mayor, like most politicians, when things are great, when there's some sort of press event, a ribbon cutting, or in the case of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the NHL team that's made the playoffs, that's in the Eastern Conference Finals, he has no problem wearing a jersey and tweeting it out and, wearing pic and sending out pictures, getting on the news. Like most politicians, he loves a camera, loves getting in front of the camera, especially when it makes him look good. But when something's not going well or there's an issue or there's a problem, Mayor Bob Buckhorn was nowhere to be found. So I pointed it directly at him, and I, I sent it to all the TV stations who basically did nothing. They're lame. And by the way, anybody that thinks the state of television news in this country uh, is, is in a good place, I'm going to tell you something. All these television executives couldn't piss their way out of a, couldn't get, make their way out of a piss-soaked paper bag. That's how poorly run these stations are. They hire people that I wouldn't put on cable access, period. No way I even let them, get, get, don't give them a microphone, they're that bad. But I also sent it to his Twitter account and said, respond. Well, he didn't respond. I get a response, however, from the city of Tampa's official account, basically with some sort of cockamamie excuse. And what bothered me was, this is a major project, and they're only working eight hours a day, when we've got 13, 14 hours of sunlight every day, and they should have gone 24 hours, seven days a week. Well, city responds, I reply back. And then, not only do I call my, my councilman, Charlie Miranda, and he's not happy about it, but I said, you know what, I want to talk 
I called the, the director of public works. I talked to his assistant, wanted to talk to him. Now, she was very nice. Her name was Michelle. She said, I'm going to get back to you this afternoon. He's in meetings all day, and she did. And kudos to her. She called me back at 5.30 before she went on vacation. This was a week ago yesterday. Called me and said, I want to let you know that Brad, who is our, in charge, he is uh, in meetings. He's going to try to get to you next Friday. So far, haven't heard. We'll see. But she said, one of the project managers who's in charge of the city project, and this project will call you first thing Monday morning. And to his credit, this gentleman named Mike did call me. And I was on the phone with him for a half an hour. And I asked him multiple times, tell me, why is it a project like this you didn't plan on having people working 24-7? And he said, well, we couldn't because there's noise and you got to see what's going on with the reconstruction of this bridge and these pipes. Fine. I said, then how come you didn't bid the project to work 13, 14 hours a day? He goes, well, we went out to the site and we did. We've talked to them and starting next week, which was last week, they're going to start working sunrise to sunset. Well, the next day I go out and I see the supervisor on site and he says, if you're the guy that's in charge, they came yesterday morning two top guys and said we need to take this project from eight hours a day to 13 hours a day immediately so the good news is they're going to cut about two and a half weeks off the project because i opened my big five star mouth and mayor bob buckhorn you still haven't responded to my tweet so grow a set why don't you come on the show and why don't we talk about it you love when things are going great but when things aren't going so great, like a typical politician, you put your head between your ass and you run. Not this five-star. Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general, saying, not only did I win, but Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Ticket sales for Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest in Buffalo open Monday at noon.